the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Cornerstone Connection with Pastor Gary Hamrick. It is critical that for every single one of us, you know, some of you, God bless you, you grew up in a home that was a godly home and a great Christian heritage and you had wonderful influence, but you cannot have a relationship with God through your mother, through your father, through a grandpa, a grandma, a spiritual mentor, or anyone else. You and I must have a personal, deep relationship with God ourselves. You must own that and know Jesus in a personal way. Joash didn't do that. So when the The guy who was so influential in his life died, so did his walk with God. This is Cornerstone Connection, the radio ministry of Pastor Gary Hamrick of Cornerstone Chapel in Leesburg, Virginia. Pastor Gary is teaching through 2 Kings. Many of us would be quick to agree that it's impossible to have a relationship with someone through the experiences of another. In order for us to actually know the person, We need to interact with them directly in order to establish the relationship in the first place. In today's message, Pastor Gary teaches us that a personal relationship with God through Christ is just that, personal. In our study, we learn that our relationship with God must be between ourselves and God, not through a friend, mother, or father. At the close of Pastor Gary's message today, I'll be sharing with you how you can get a copy of today's broadcast of Cornerstone Connection. Subscribe to the podcast or get in touch with us. But for now, let's join Pastor Gary for part two of today's message, Standing Firm When Heroes Die. Athalia, she hears all this. She's in the palace. And she's like, what's going on down there? And so she makes her way down to the temple area. And, the, and, here, and here she sees this kid. She's like, who's the kid in the party hat? You know, he's wearing the crown. that's all been pushed down over his ears, you know, way too big. And she, who's that kid? What's going on here? And, and they're like, well, news to you, Athalia. Joash, one of your grandbabies, you didn't manage to kill. We stole him away. We've had him here in hiding the last six years in the temple. He is the rightful heir to the throne of Judah. He's the seed of David, the descendant, who is rightfully on the throne, and we are making him king today. And she's like, you're not making him king over my dead body. And they're like, sure, okay. (laughs) So they kill her. They make Joash king of Judah, and then they kill Athaliah. But Jehoiada says, let's not kill her in church. Let's take her out to the parking lot. They kill her out in the parking lot. So she, she's gone now, all right? And Joash, seven years old, king of Judah. How'd you like to be seven and in charge of a country? And there he is. Now, what really is happening here is, you know, a seven-year-old, they can't really rule a nation, right? So what is happening is the Jehoiada, his uncle, the godly priest, is speaking into his ear. 
You know, he's this little boy here. He can barely tie his shoes, and he doesn't know how to run a country. And so Jehoiada begins to tell him, here's, here's what you need. And he coaches him, and he mentors him. And one of the first things that happens here immediately after he's anointed king is it tells us in the story in verse 18 that the people of Judah, they all rushed down to where the temple of Baal was built, which is this false idolatrous temple, which kind of is an indication of the spiritual climate of the day because, you know, they were all in idolatry such that they would build a temple to a false god. Okay, and think about it too with Athalia. You know, there's a commentary in her spiritual life because she never went to the temple, obviously, in six years or she would have seen her grandson hiding in there. So the whole nation has been in a state of spiritual decline for years. Not just with Athalia, but also with her mother Jezebel and her father Ahab. Wicked, idolatry, all kinds of perversion and all this stuff. Well, as soon as Joash is anointed king, all the people go down, they tear down the temple of Baal, they tear down the altars of Baal and all the idols. Now, you know a seven-year-old isn't, you know, isn't tuned in enough to, to make that kind of a directive, okay? He just, he just barely woke up and got out of a room for the first time in six years, okay? But it's Jehoiada who's whispering into his ear, you know what? First thing we need to do, we need to clean house. You need to tell the people, go on down and tear down the temple of Baal. Okay, you, you guys need to go down and tear down the temple. How do you say his name? Baal, Baal, tear down the Baal, tear down the Baal. And do, and what? Crush the idols, yeah, crush the idols. Let's go, you know, and so off they go. But this seven, already seven years old. But he's getting the godly instruction from Jehoiada. Jehoiada is this guy who's speaking to his ear. Now, the thing that Joash is most known for in his reign of Judah is the refurbishing of the temple of the Lord. You see, Joash, as he grows physically and spiritually under the mentorship of Jehoiada, he actually is a guy that the Bible refers to as doing what was right in the eyes of the Lord. I want you to go here to chapter 12 now. Glance ahead to chapter 12, first two verses of chapter 12. It says, In the seventh year of Jehu, he was the king of Israel to the north, Joash became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 40 years total. His mother's name was Zibiah. She was from Beersheba. And verse 2 says, Joash did what was right in the eyes of the Lord all the years Jehoiada the priest instructed him. And again, the thing that he was most known for was this refurbishing of the temple of the Lord. And the Bible says that he hired stonecutters and masons and carpenters and, you know, I don't know what kind of condition the temple was in, but he obviously thought this needs to be refurbished and built back up and beautified. And so it tells us further here in chapter 12, keep looking with me, verse 11. It says that when the amount had been determined, the amount of money, that is, the people had been bringing their offerings to the house of the Lord. And when the amount had been determined, they gave the money to the men appointed to supervise the work on the temple. And with it, they paid those who worked in the temple of the Lord, the carpenters and builders, the masons and stonecutters. They purchased timber and dressed stone for the repair of the temple of the Lord and met all the other expenses of restoring the temple. Okay, and, and, and this in large part is why Joash was seen as a good king, that he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. And, you know, he refurbished the temple and he, and he brought in, he ushered in spiritual renewal and revival, the breaking down of the temple and the altar of Baal. And so there's a spiritual revival in the land. Uh, the, the temple itself in Jerusalem has been refurbished. And Joash is doing what was right in the eyes of the Lord. He's a good king for now. But if you notice again, back up at verse 2, here in chapter 12, back up at verse 2, the second half of verse 2. 
Because the first half says, Joash did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. And I, and I wish it ended there and, and that, you know, everybody lived happily ever after. But the last part of verse 2 says, all the years Jehoiada the priest instructed him. That Joash did what was right in the eyes of the Lord all the years that Jehoiada the priest instructed him. But the moment that Jehoiada the priest died, good King Joash was no longer good. Now, one of the benefits we have in the Bible, and especially as it relates to the story of the kings, is that we have a duplicate version as kind of supplemental stories uh, to help us fill in the gaps. It's somewhat like in the New Testament, when you want to study the life and ministry of Jesus, you, know, you don't only have Matthew, you also have Mark, Luke, and John, and the four Gospels complement each other, and you get the fuller picture. Same kind of thing happens in the story of the kings of Israel and Judah. Because not only do we have First and Second Kings, but we have First and Second Chronicles. And some of the details that kings may not have, Chronicles does, and vice versa. And in our story here, there's some details in 2 Chronicles 24 that I want us to see. So if you'll go to 2 Chronicles 24, I want you to see what happens after the death of Jehoiada the priest. Because it affects Joash in a, in a bad way. In 2 Chronicles chapter 24, let me draw your attention to verse 15. It says, Now Jehoiada was old and full of years, and he died at the age of 130. So this guy, this good priest, lives a long life. Verse 16, He was buried with the kings in the city of David because of the good he had done in Israel for God and his temple. Your, your attention for a moment. He dies at the ripe old age of 130. He does such good for God and the temple and the people that he gets a royal funeral. He is buried among the kings in the city of David. This is unprecedented. A priest who is going to be honored and treated just like a king, he did that much good for the nation that he's buried among the kings in the city of David. And now he has died. And keep reading with me, verse 17. This is where Joash's life goes off the rails. Verse 17, after the death of Jehoiada, the officials of Judah came and paid homage to the king, and he listened to them. They abandoned the temple of the Lord the God of their fathers, and worshipped Asherah poles and idols. Because of their guilt, God's anger came upon Judah and Jerusalem. And although the Lord sent prophets to the people to bring them back to him, and though they testified against them, they would not listen. Then the Spirit of God came upon Zechariah, son of Jehoiada, the priest. He stood before the people and said, This is what God says. Why do you disobey the Lord's commands? You will not prosper. Because you have forsaken the Lord, he has forsaken you. But they plotted against him. And by the order of the king, now this is Joash, by order of the king, they stoned him to death in the courtyard of the Lord's temple. King Joash did not remember the kindness Zechariah's father Jehoiada had shown him, but killed his son, who said as he lay dying, may the Lord see this and call you to account. At the turn of the year, the army of Aram, this is Syria, marched against Joash. It invaded Judah and Jerusalem and killed all the leaders of the people. They sent all the plunder to their king in Damascus. Although the Aramean army had come with only a few men, the Lord delivered into their hands a much larger army. Because Judah had forsaken the Lord, the God of their fathers, judgment was executed on Joash. When the Arameans withdrew, they left Joash severely wounded. His officials conspired against him for murdering the son of Jehoiada the priest, and they killed him in his bed. 
So he died and was buried in the city of David, but not in the tombs of the kings. Very interesting and tragic end to this guy's life. Notice the contrast. He was buried in the city of David, but not among the kings. Jehoiada the priest was buried among the kings, but not the king himself, because he was a wicked man at the end of his life. Now let me say this before I make a few points here in the, in the last 15 minutes or so of our service. Look, a mentor is a good thing. Someone who comes alongside of you to disciple you, encourage you, influence you, even at times challenge you, a person who can say the hard things and speak into your life, that's a, that's a good thing. And, and the Bible gives that example often. Joshua had his Moses. Timothy had his Paul. Ruth had her Naomi. Joash has his Jehoiada. But what happens when that mentor, that, that figure who inspires and encourages you, dies or moves away or worse yet falls will you still stand strong in your faith joe ash didn't what went wrong well i think that joe ash violated three principles in three words he violated investment he violated instruction and he violated influence the three laws of investment, instruction, and influence in the life of a believer. The first one is this. He violated, and, and this is the question posed to all of us, will we still stand strong when a hero dies? The first thing that he violated was investment, okay? You must make a personal investment in your own relationship with God. You must own it for yourself. No relationship with the Lord can be built or sustained on the back of another person. You must know the Lord for yourself. And unfortunately, what happened here with Joash is he did not develop a personal relationship with God. He lived his relationship with God vicariously through another person, namely Jehoiada. Now, I don't think Jehoiada himself did anything wrong. He's pouring into this guy's life. He's a kid. He's growing up. And Jehoiada is influencing him for the Lord. He's investing in him. Okay, but at some point, jo Joash never transitioned from this being the God of his uncle, the priest Jehoiada, to this being his own personal God. And it is critical that for every single one of us, you know, some of you, God bless you, you grew up in a home that was a godly home and a great Christian heritage and you had wonderful influence, but you cannot have a relationship with God through your mother, through your father, through a grandpa, a grandma, a spiritual mentor, or anyone else. You and I must have a personal, deep relationship with God ourselves. You must own that and know Jesus in a personal way. Joash didn't do that. So when the the guy who was so influential in his life died, so did his walk with God. And it's very tragic, and it happens. Somebody dies, worse yet, some spiritual leader has a fall, some influential person in your life disappoints you. What's, what's going to happen at that point? Your whole relationship with God going to go sailing down the river, river of disappointment and disillusionment? Or are you going to stand strong and say, okay, my relationship is with the Lord? People may disappoint me. People may come. People may go. People are born. People die. But my relationship with the Lord is my own relationship. I know Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. Everybody understand that? It's critical. And Joash didn't make that switch from the God of Jehoiada to my personal God. 
investment. Invest in your own personal relationship with, with the Lord. The second thing is, he violated the law of instruction. You must remain under the regular instruction of God's word. So the inference here is that the priest Jehoiada is instructing him in the word of the Lord. Okay, but you, you have to do that yourself because the guy who's been whispering into his ear this whole time is now dead. And then he doesn't continue the instruction of God's word. It is critical that we stay under the instruction of the word of God. And I just, I don't mean just weekend services and midweek services here at Cornerstone. I mean, you and I have to take our Bibles and a cup of coffee and go sit at the feet of Jesus and do it on a regular basis. I don't want to be legalistic if we can do it every day wonderful but at least make it regularly enough that you are in tune with the lord and his word because the bible itself and the instruction of god that he has imparted to us goes a long way to keeping us on the straight and narrow to encouraging us sustaining us giving us wisdom and guidance and counsel listen here's here's an assignment for you go home and at some point and it has to be done more than just in a day read psalm 119 Make Psalm 119 your Bible study because here's the unique thing about Psalm 119. It is the longest chapter in the book of the Bible, in, in the whole Bible, okay? And it is the only chapter that is in the Bible written about the Bible. In other words, everything about Psalm 119 is about if you will read and apply the Word of God, here's all the many benefits. And it just, and it lists them verse after verse after verse after verse. And I'm just going to give you five examples of what Psalm 119 says. If you listen to God's word, read it and do what it says, here's, here's some benefits in your life. So, for example, Psalm 119, verse 2, it says, Blessed are they who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. So, if you follow it, you will be blessed. Because he says it. Blessed are they who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. Secondly, it strengthens us against the struggle of sin. Because in that chapter, verse 9, it says, How could a young man keep his way pure? By living according to your word. And it tells us also in verse 11, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So the benefit of God's word also helps us in our struggle against sin. Number three, it counsels us. It counsels us. Verse 24 says, Your statutes are my delight. They are my counselors. Number four, it encourages us tells us in verse 28, my soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Number five, it comforts us. Verse 52 says, I remember your ancient laws, O Lord, and I find comfort in them. So on and on and on and on, dozens and dozens of benefits that the Bible has in our lives. If we would read it and do what it says, put ourselves under the instruction of the word of God, we will be encouraged, comforted. We will be guided. We will be equipped. We will have wisdom from above. We will have knowledge and understanding. We will have counsel. We will have so much that God wants to pour out into our lives if we would simply submit ourselves to the regular instruction of God's Word. You forsake that. You neglect it. It makes for a hard life. Joash neglected the instruction of the Lord, and it didn't go well for him. Lastly, number three, influence. You must be careful who you surround yourself with, okay? He was not careful. Jehoiada died, and he became open to a lot of voices. And it tells us there in 2 Chronicles 24, in verse 17, he says, it says, the officials of Judah came and paid homage to the king, and he listened to them. Okay? And they're not giving him good counsel. 
And then it says further down in verse 19 that God even brought prophets because he saw the nation start. Uh oh, they're, they're regressing back into idolatry. Joash the king, he's not walking the straight and narrow, he's not leading the people in this spiritual uh, reformation again. And so as he sees this happening, God sends prophets. But it says there in verse 19, but he didn't listen to them. So he's listening to the wrong people and he's not listening to the right people. And what happens is his sphere of influence then affects him such that he loses courage in doing the right thing and he loses conviction about doing the wrong thing. He doesn't have the courage to do the right thing anymore. And he lacks conviction to not do the wrong things. And so verse 18 tells us there in Second Chronicles 24 that they abandon the temple, they abandon the Lord, they they turn themselves over to idolatry again. They start worshiping the Asherah poles. And, and here we go all over again. All because why? Well, a, a guy didn't make a personal investment in his relationship with God. He didn't stay under the instruction of God's word. And he allowed the influence of people to be the wrong voices around him. I cannot emphasize too strongly or say it too often. You and I have to guard the voices that we allow to influence our lives. It got so bad here with Joash that he even kills the son of Jehoiada, the man who raised him, who spoke into his life, who guided him and helped him. His son Zechariah rises up and basically says, this is not how my dad taught you, and this is not the way and the will of the Lord. You're doing what is wrong here. What does Joash do? Has him killed. That's how far this guy has just sunk in his walk with the Lord, that he's killing the son of the man who raised him. We have to be very, very careful that we filter the voices that we encircle ourselves with because they can be for our good or for our harm. And let me just say this as a challenge to, to those of us who are parents. Your children, especially when they're young and even when they get older and in, in, the, in their teenage years and they're still living in your home, look, they may not always exercise the best judgment concerning the people around them that they hang out with. It is your responsibility as a parent to be that godly influence to be that loving leadership that says, I'm sorry, this person's not good for you. I don't like the influence. You're not going to hang with them anymore. You're not going to see them anymore. You start talking like that, you won't be very popular as a parent. But I guarantee you, you start giving loving instruction and direction to, to control in a godly way the, the influence of your children, you will be doing them a great favor. They may not see it now. We're not here to win popularity contests. Do the hard thing. Because I guarantee you, if you do not correct, admonish, and direct your children with love and in the ways of the Lord, you will ensure long-term damage for short-term benefits. You will ensure long-term damage for short-term term benefits. You're like, well, I don't really want to deal with this. I don't want the conflict in my house. I don't want the fighting. I don't want the arguments, all this kind of stuff. Great. You'll have short-term benefits, but you will have long-term damage. And you and I are in positions as parents to be the voice that is loving and leading of the Lord in their young lives to help steer them, admonish them, and help them for their benefit. Because the influence of the voices is critical in developing our future. And some of you have learned the hard way. You've allowed certain voices into your life, certain influential, influential people into your lives that have not been good for you. That was the story here with Joash. He did not make a personal investment. Make a personal investment in your walk with the Lord. He took himself out from under the instruction of the Lord. May we stay under the instruction of God's word. And he didn't guard the influence of the circle around him. 
May we be careful to filter out the voices that are speaking in our ears. And may we stand strong, irrespective of what anybody else does or doesn't do. May we stand strong in our walk with the Lord. Amen. We're glad you joined us today as we follow Israel's tumultuous history in the book of 2 Kings. We continue to discover important passages such as Elijah passing on the mantle of prophecy and leadership to Elisha and see God continue mighty works through his prophet. Great and wondrous signs were done in this time, and yet the kings of Israel and Judah did not do right in the eyes of the Lord. Their disobedience has resulted in invasion, defeat, and exile. Even there, God showed up, remaining faithful to his people and not allowing them to be completely destroyed. We love walking through the story of God's people with you and would love to connect with you even more. We meet together every Sunday at 8.30, 10, and 11.45 a.m. at Cornerstone Chapel in Leesburg, Virginia. But if you can't join us there, feel free to sign up for our podcast or download our mobile app. You'll find links to both of these online at cornerstoneconnection.cc. You can also find additional resources to help you in your own study of the Word, as well as more information about Cornerstone Connection. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you tune in again as Pastor Gary continues to teach through 2 Kings on the next edition of Cornerstone Connection. They say you're a wandering soul That you've got no place to go But still you know You're not a Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.